0: Hello everybody, this is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, I'm back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week we talk about how to love yourself, others, and a higher nature, how to improve your finances, career, relationships, health, and spirituality, and we have a great guest today, I think a very interesting guest, Robert Manny, a relationship expert and author, host of the Guys Guy Radio. He's featured columnist on Cupid's Post, Your Tango, recognized as a top dating blogger by Dating Advice and Our Dating Journey. And they say he's a men's successor to Sex and the City, which is interesting. He's worked with a feature in the Huffington Post, NBC. He has master certification in Reiki healing. Also, he's a cancer survivor, a husband, a father. And he wants to bridge the traditions of the modern world with an expanding view of humanity and evolving consciousness. Welcome, Robert, to the show. Thank you,
1: Doctor. Pleasure to be here. Yes, Hope I can help out.
0: Uh, definitely. And you have this uh, great novel that is called The Guy's, Guy's Guide. To love or something like that—is that, Is that the, or today? Yeah, dating?
1: that's the name of it. Yeah, it's really my inspiration was really I noticed that the communication between men and women was really uh, there was problems there, yes. and the the chasm was growing greater and greater. So I wanted to tackle it and take it from a perspective of men and really portray uh, a behind the scenes look at men for women um, and paint a picture that's not quite as terrible as some people might think even though you know guys uh, they've done a lot of things wrong they're not so bad after all so i wrote this story uh, because i believe in the power story called the guys guys Guy to love and it's really it takes place in manhattan it's about two guys in advertising competing for love sex power and money and there's seduction and redemption and sex and all kinds of stuff in there. But there's a lot of it is about dating. Really, the story's about there's a guy, his name is Max Halliday. He's a rising New York ad executive. And he joins a big midtown ad agency. And he knows it's a real winner's take all type of scenario. His best friend's name is Roger. He's a real womanizer. And he seduces one of Max's client and really puts Max's career in jeopardy. And so Max uh, decides, I'm going to write this column for his former girlfriend called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And I use that column to really express my perspectives on men and women and how they relate to each other. And what happens in the story is that Max actually kind of turns into Roger because his column becomes so popular that he becomes kind of a notorious name around New York, and a lot of women come after him, and he decides, hey, being Roger's a lot of fun. And meanwhile, his friend Roger faces his own comeuppances, and the roles are kind of reversed. So it's a fun story, and it's about friendship and redemption, and it's really about modern men, and it's very authentic. We've gotten great reviews. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City.
0: Wow. And are do you, uh, you see yourself in any of those characters, the guys that you're talking about?
1: You know, they're not me, but what I did was I used the three main male characters to represent one is kind of the everyday guy. Max Holiday, the lead character, and then one is the kind of the sexual male. Roger Fox is his best friend, and then there's another one called Alejandro, and he is really the spiritual underpinning for the story. Because the sto- it's you know, it's a rom com and it's fun and it's sexy, but it's really about something. And I actually also use the book to introduce Reiki to a lot of people who may not be that familiar with the holistic healing practice.
0: Interesting. So maybe there's kind of archetypes for men. You said the uh, spiritual, the sexual, and the nice. Ordinary guy. right? You talk about competing for sex, love, and romance. Are you talking about men competing with men or men competing with women?
1: Well, the, the, the story features savvy women and flawed men, and the men are competing with each, with each other, and the women are competing with each other, and the women are competing with the men. Okay, and that's pretty be- much how it is. <laughs> Everybody's competing, particularly in the world of advertising and media in New York City. And it is a winner-takes-all scenario, and I've lived it for many years. So uh, it was an area that I could write about very confidently. And as you know, you really want to write about what you know.
0: Yeah, now we're here in California, and we're here in New York as being kind of fast-paced, and people are in a rush. But also, I think I've seen a lot of Europeans there. People can be very nice in some ways. So are New Yorkers mean, or are they nice, would you say?
1: Uh, well, New Yorkers, you pretty much know what you get. They're not going to here here i moved to california last year and i lived in New york and grew up in the area but i lived in new york city for 25 plus years and i can tell you that people are in a hurry and there's people who come into new york from all over the world and they're they're on a mission so it's not that they're rude they can come across as rude and brief but they're, they're everybody's on a mission however uh, i don't think they're mean i think there's mean people there's mean people anywhere and there's different layers of being mean in new york though if a tourist is walking down the street if you're walking in front of a new New Yorker, you want to get out of the way because they're (laughs) going to walk faster than you. However, if you're lost and you're a tourist and you want to find out how to get someplace, New Yorkers will fall all over themselves to help you out. So New Yorkers are are good people, just as there's good people everywhere. And a lot of it is about how we adapt to our cultural conditions and our our environments. Here in California, it's a little more, the conversations are, it's civil for the most part, and it's friendlier. But it's a little bit on the surface sometimes, which is okay, but it's a different pace. And after so many years in New York... I'm enjoying the change.
0: Right. Because some people think that out here we're flakier, like we make appointments, we don't follow through. Whereas you guys may be reluctant, but then once you agree to something, you follow through. And you uh, see that in the, some of the European communities that initially is like a coldness, but then once they get to know you, they're very warm and very loyal to you. Do you see any of that happening in New York?
1: Well, there's a couple of things to unpack there. Yeah, I think, you know, flakiness, if somebody doesn't show up for something, that's on them. And in New York, because everybody's kind of on a mission, you want to you wanna respect other people's time. Now, you can be a little bit late because of the subway or a cab or walking or whatever, but, you know, it's 15 minutes. And if you don't show up, people are going to think you don't respect them because you're not respecting their time. Here, if people want to flake out, not show up because whatever, they went to the beach. And I'm, being, I'm making general comments that aren't very fair. But, you know, that's whatever. It's a different culture here. But however, being polite and being respectful of other people and their time is universal.
0: Right. And of course, in the dating world, you know, there is a lot of, they call it ghosting these days and, and flakiness and all that. But in terms of the idea of the guy's guy, now you have an interesting kind of paradoxical thing where you have these terms and I see it kind of as a yin-yang, you know, the yang is the so-called softer energy and the yang is the stronger energy. You call it casual confidence, mm-hmm. for example. So confident, not like overly at the top, arrogant confidence, but you said casual. You mentioned unassuming strength, which again is another paradox. Uh, You say seductive integrity and timeless style and also emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence. Tell us about each of those traits. I mean, how would you see that in a male? Is this the ideal male we're talking about or is this the way males are today?
1: Well, I don't think this is the way all males are today. I think it's something that guys can reach for because we live in a little more casual society now than 40 years ago. And it's not about the macho man. It's about a guy's guy is more relaxed version. It's a contemporary guy. He's got emotional intelligence. He's respectful of women. He's respectful of his friends. Guys like him. Women like him. And it's just a, co- a cool person that everybody would want to hang out with. So I think most people would want to be a guy's guy. And you know something, you don't really need to be a guy to be a guy's guy. These are traits that inherit across just people who are respectful, fun, know who they are, comfortable in their own skin, and know how to communicate. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to see this because, uh, and also you say they're, they're fun and they celebrate women, but also they still have kind of a, uh, if you talk about men, kind of a masculinity that is, I guess, positive or healthy, you're saying, maybe a, a certain sense of confidence.
1: Well, okay. Well, a guy's guy. Yeah. I mean, the issue is today, you know, men want to better themselves, but they don't feel as comfortable as women do with self-improvement. And men need role models, but many are lost because their traditional definitions of masculinity don't reflect today's culture and men need to be elevated not beaten down while women have been ascending and getting the long overdue recognition men have been struggling to evolve and fit into our new society so conversations need to take place by men changing culture necessitates the need for a trustworthy authentic, male-driven culture. And that's, that's not an exclusion of women, but guys need to really kind of get it together. You've got, on one side of the paradigm, you've got you know the MMA and then you've got manscaping. And a lot of guys, they don't know who to relate to. They're superheroes or or what? And it's really tough to be male sometimes. And a lot of guys are angry about it or they become incels and they don't want to date or they're older and they, they can't get back out there. They don't know what to do. And uh, what we do in the whole guy's guy brand world, if you will. We try to help men and women be at their best so everyone wins.
0: Okay. By the way, happy birthday, Robert. Today's your birthday.
1: Well, thank you very uh, much. I
0: know you're 39 and holding, right? You told me.
1: 30, 39 and a half, <laughs> but thanks a lot, doctor.
0: <laughs> and by the way, these guys, guys, I kind of like that term, guys, guy. Uh, it used to be man's man, but you kind of have a different way of looking at it. Now, in terms of, let's say, movie heroes, because we have these uh, so-called you know archetypes. We have a Tom Hanks, which is every, you know, family, I guess, a nice Mm -hmm. guy. Jason Stratham, right? Kick butt, take names. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt, the hot throb, Shannon Tatum. Uh, So any of these guys, 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 or who would you you say is a a guy's guy in the movie theaters these days?
1: uh, I mean, it depends on the character they play. Uh, You know, celebrities, they're playing a role, whether they're on camera or off camera, and they want us to like them. You could say the, you know, the persona that Tom Hanks puts across is something that's kind of in the guy's guy's area, or uh, let's see... um, I'm trying to think of the guys. Uh, Ryan Reynolds might be a guy's guy.
0: I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Stallone. There was a so-called men's men's back in the day. They're
1: they're more the man's man. And the guy's guy's a little more casual. uh, Paul Rudd could be a a guy's guy. Bradley Cooper. Okay. But these are, you know, to me, these are celebrities. And they play roles on screen. And then they play roles when they're playing themselves. And who knows who they really are.
0: That's a good point. But sometimes they keep playing the similar roles. Who's that chubby guy with the curly hair that's kind of funny? He was in Pineapple Express or something like
1: that, I think. Uh, Seth Rogen?
0: Yeah. Do you think he's kind of a guy's guy or so? so. He
1: he could be. You know, know, it's a little bit more comical over the top, comical, but it depends on the role. You could say Leonardo DiCaprio in some ways could be a guy's guy, even though he's kind of a Casanova, I I would say. So I don't really go by celebrities uh, for the archetypes. I think it's more about men who are respectful of women, comfortable in their own skin, have emotional intelligence. And confidence, but not arrogance, and that other guys like them and want to hang out with them, and then women like them also.
0: Okay, so I mean, I was saying the yin and yang, you know, kind of a blend of these different qualities, you know, the so-called feminine, masculine energies, or the, you know, the subtle, subtle versus more directive. Now, the other thing is, Robert, what are the biggest problems you think are facing guys today in the dating world romantically? We had John Gray on the show. He talks about. We're becoming an androgynous society. Men are more feminine and women are more masculine in their, like their energies. Uh, What do you think of that? Is that a problem today? Are people confused about things?
1: I think uh, John is correct. And some people take what he has to say the wrong way because he's setting up like men have to be, you know, all this testosterone and women have to have the estrogen and all of that. But he breaks his perspective down using data and science and i i agree with a lot of what he says but it's not um you know i, I don't believe that you know uh the way we communicate it can't be that men have to be macho because of testosterone and women have to be super feminine. I think what he's saying, and I agree with, is that we have to make sure that women are allowed to be women and men are allowed to be men, and they have to help each other be able to fulfill those natural roles without preventing them from being being whoever they want to be.
0: That's a good point, yeah. So being your true self, he talks about the soulmate relationship as opposed Mm -hmm. to rolemate, which is playing roles based on societal standards. Now, let's say, um, Robert, so you used to be in New York, and then now you're in the L.A. dating scene, but I know you're married. But mm-hmm. You see the scene. So how do you help a guy be a successful singles guys guy? And I know you talk about mistakes that the singles guys guys make. For example, uh, they don't pay attention to the woman, maybe, you know, her hair and, you know, what she likes to drink and all that. Uh, they don't listen as much to her. They over talk maybe even about their personal relationships, which you say is a not a good thing. Uh, you say they don't have dating etiquette. They don't tip the waiter well or treat maybe the waiter or waitress well. They maybe drink a little too much on a date. And also they are not really gentlemen, open the door, you know, text her, see if she got home, you know, is she safe and all that. On the other hand, other women may not like you to open the door for them. You know, maybe they might not take that a, the right way. How do you, how do you uh, respond to that? part?
1: Well, I, I, I don't think I said that they don't do this. I said not to do that. Some of those things that you mentioned, like don't drink too much, right, don't, a day. don't, don't too much, yeah. under tip. I'm not saying that all men do that, but right, if, right. Uh, in terms of giving out advice, you want to be a gentleman and be a gentleman means uh you know holding the door open and if a woman doesn't want the door held open for her, fine then you don't have to the next time but you know it, i think what happens is people start out now dating too casually and men fall into this thing because with technology you can sit at home in your underpants and uh, text women and get dates with really hot girls And uh, then then eventually, though, you have to meet up face to face. And that's where a true connection is made. So usually, you know, you start something digitally nowadays and then maybe there's a phone call, maybe not. And then you meet up and a lot of guys fall into the trap where this is so easy and uh, it's so easy to kind of get away. Also, that they don't take the time to really treat a woman as precious, as precious as she can be and with respect. And that means listening to what she has to say about what her interests are, maybe setting up uh, a real date, Uh, you know, maybe the first time you meet for coffee or a drink or something like that. That's understandable. You don't want to invest too much time or money initially. But after that, if you're really listening and you're really interested, you should, in my opinion, if you're a single guy, you should call a woman up, offer a date, uh, you know, ask her out based on what she said she likes to do, and then show up and offer to pick her up or meet her there and make sure that you hold the door. And if she wants you to order the food for her based on what she says she likes, do it. If she doesn't want that, fine. When the check comes for the first date, I tell guys, first date, pick it up. You know, if you go out for drinks or something and a woman doesn't want you to pick up the date, you know, pick it up. That's fine. You split it, but at least offer and then make sure she gets home safely. However, is uh, that's defined by her. She wants to take a cab home. She has a car, whatever. And don't don't push yourself too hard on her. And then if you do get, um, you know, things get you get together pretty quickly. Don't just disappear. Be a man and, uh, you know, show some respect. That's that's really what I'm saying. Be a gentleman. So show some respect and invariably and i've talked to a lot of women dating experts as well as guys and to a person women want men to be men in the best sense of the word and that doesn't mean being macho guy or arrogant and just talk about themselves it means having emotional intelligence being a good listener being a gentleman and being proactive and uh, pursuing a woman in a respectful way that doesn't mean chasing them around and stalking them that means just showing them you're interested and listening to them i'll tell you a quick story i I was single for many years in New York. I dated lots and lots of fantastic women and had a lot of great relationships, but I never took it to the finish line. And part of that was on me. So when I met the woman who became my wife, we went out about three times. After the third date, I'm sitting with her in a restaurant. I said, you know what? I'm having such a great time with you. Uh, what do I need to do to be a good boyfriend? Because I've had a lot of other relationships and they, were, they worked out for a while, but never in the long run. She put down her fork and she looked at me and she said, pay attention. And I said, that's it. And she said, that's it. And that the the light bulb went off and I realized that I think the two keys for men to finding a partner are one, pay attention to women because they will pay attention to the little things that uh, about you. And we need to pay more attention to the little things and really listening, listen to what women have to say and just be respectful.
0: Does that make sense? So being empathetic and putting, putting yourself in their shoes Listen, uh, yeah. it's
1: the same thing with the Me Too movement. You know, a lot of guys are angry about that. and Like, what about men and this and that? You know what? Guys have abused women for not years, not decades, not centuries, for thousands of years. And women are now moving ahead very quickly. Are some of them being taking advantage of the situation and not treating guys well? Of course. But that's human nature. So what are you going to do? You can curl up in a little ball. or You could say, I want to hear what they have to say. So I think guys need to not get triggered by what's going on in the culture right now and listen, because women still want men to be men, but they want us to be men in the best sense of the word.
0: Right. Now, how about uh, the, on the other side, you have the uh, so-called shy men and uh, men that are in the friend zone. Now, actually, my producer, he's a nice, very nice guy. He's almost 30. He's never really had a real relationship and uh, maybe a couple of dates in his life. And he's always uh, the friend. And I want to talk to you a little bit a little bit later sure. more about reggie but uh you talk about the friend zone and you say things like at least it's not in, not even friend zone so at least you're making contact with that <laughs> person exactly. right right. so there's a connection there uh and you say stay positive and authentic and have a plan mm-hmm. and show respect but also know when to call it quits because let's say you're with this person for years and they're still a friend they're not attracted to you the, the woman's not attracted to the man but you're still hanging around there but at some point you got to give up the uh, you know the, the chase so What's your advice to men in the friend zone, which happens, you know, quite a bit?
1: Well, uh, I think uh, you know they have to, at a certain point, if they're interested, they have to express their interest in the woman. And if she wants to be friends only, then you can either accept it or walk away. But sometimes, if you accept it and you start out then in the friend zone, uh, over time she might come around and realize that hey, this guy's pretty cool, and uh, maybe he's a guy I can uh, I can date. Sometimes well, it's not going to work out. What and percentage of the time do
0: you think that happens? Uh, that you become I have friend- no
1: idea what percentage. You I think don't
0: it's know. Small, medium, or large? We think.
1: I, I that would just be guessing. I have nothing to back up. You know what I would. You know, to me, it's Reggie, just hum- your it's
0: human nature. Uh, hmm? Reggie, the producer, what do you think? My experience of uh, being the friend zone. Yeah, has it ever converted to uh, being a uh, romantic?
2: Um.
0: Not until uh, now, potentially. Okay, you might have one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Regis in the background here. We'll we'll meet well, him in a second. Well, um,
1: the the thing is with with the friend zone is you know you you have to if you're a guy you have to take responsibility for for where you are. You can only do so much. Listen, you can't make somebody feel the way you want them to feel about you. You can put yourself out there and show them who you are and be your authentic self, and then it's up to them. Listen, if they don't appreciate you and for who you want to be for them as a romantic you know, potential romantic partner or match, then, you know, it's up, for, up to them to sort out the fact that you could be that. And if they don't, or if they're not attracted to you, why would any guy or any woman want to be with somebody who really doesn't value them? So it's about your self-esteem and self-value. So at a certain point, you know, if you get into the friend zone, you can say, hey, I really like this person. I'm sorry that she doesn't find me attractive the way I'm attracted to her, but I really like her. If you don't like her, uh, you know, why would you want to go out with her anyhow? So to me, anytime time I put it, I've been put into the friend zone, I take it and then see if I can work my way out of it. And if not, I say, OK, I've got a friend. Maybe she has some girlfriends. Maybe I don't see her. I'm not going to invest that much of myself emotionally, but I'll be a friend because it's good to have friends. Nobody can have too many friends.
0: Exactly. Now now then, Robert, we get to the, um, the next step, or the final step would be uh, the successful married guy's guy. Now, you mm-hmm. talk about some advice you have in terms of asking yourself questions. You say you're the, the guy looking to get married. Are you ready to commit to this person? Uh, do you visualize a future? What kind of future do you visualize? Emotionally, how do you feel inside when you see yourself mm-hmm. with this person long-term? Also, you mentioned what are her expectations? Are you able to fulfill what she wants as well. So you kind of reverse the coin there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, are you compatible in terms of values, personality, sexually, fi- children, finances, the whole thing. Sure. And also, uh, does she make me laugh, which uh, humor is important. And do I want to grow old with her? And also the idea that looks can fade. So maybe someone's very physically attractive, but, you know, as we get older, we, we lose some of that. And those are important things to think about. And does she fight fair? You mentioned, Mm-hmm. resent resentment inside. So tell us about some of these things that uh, the, the married to be guy's guy has to think about.
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, to me, the number one thing that uh, made me ready to get married was I realized that I had to make room in my heart for somebody else. And as soon as I had that epiphany I knew that I would be married very quickly. In fact, one Thanksgiving, I went home and my family stopped asking me when I was going to get married. And I'm from an Italian family and everybody, it's all about family. And I actually said to my mom, I said, you know, I'm going to get married next year. And she said, really, that's fantastic. Who is she? I want to meet her. And I said, oh, I haven't met her yet. Uh, and she's looked at me like, what? But, sure enough, I was engaged a year later, and it wasn't I wasn't you know on a mission to to make that happen. I knew that it would happen because I knew what I was doing wrong, which was I was totally fixated on myself and I wasn't making room in my heart for somebody else. And when you're looking for a long term partner, you have to you know shared values become incredibly important, how you view money, how you view sex, how you view family, how you view politics, how you view, view treating other people you better get a check mark on each one of those uh you know sex is sex and you can have hot sex and not you know marry the person and you know sex can get better with uh, a lot of times you know people have in their head i have my checklist and this person has to look exactly this way and then uh, you'll ultimately end up with somebody who's completely different and it can be turned and can turn into a really good thing. And you can actually find somebody can become more attractive, more beautiful over time because the real person shines through from the inside out. I can honestly say my wife, uh, she's a beautiful woman to begin with. And you know, you go through over time and you see each other all the time and she was pregnant. We have a seven year old and all of that kind of stuff. And you go through all of the usual stuff that couples go through. But I know inside she's such a wonderful, beautiful person that I'm, I'm incredibly lucky. Now, listen, I, I appreciate beauty. I see a beautiful woman on the street. I'm here in San Diego. This gorgeous women everywhere. OK, I'm not, you know, I, I, I can look at the menu, but I, I'm devoted to my wife and it's a good thing. So it's just a matter of just putting things into balance and becoming comfortable with who you are and how you deal with your partner and how you deal with other people and having conversations we didn't get into deep conversations about all of that stuff before we got married we just knew it was time because there was a comfort level there there was a respect there I liked listening to her I consider her to be a teacher for me I consider my seven-year-old to be my other teacher and hopefully they're getting some added value from being with me so it all balances out and when it all feels right and you have a couple of those check marks and I think values are most important then you can have a successful relationship and hopefully that can lead to marriage if that's what you're looking for right.
0: or maybe not now you're, you're a, a culture you're Italian and she looks is she Asian your wife
1: she's Korean yeah, yeah.
0: Korean is she like uh, born there or born she was
1: born there but she grew up here from age six and she has no there's no accent or anything but so her right family's there. all yeah. Korean and then okay. you know they're Americanized yeah. but okay. there are like we went to Korea. Uh, oh, wow. Two years ago. And we everybody was Korean there and <laughs> I didn't speak Korean. And there was a, a real cultural uh, and I've traveled. So to me, it wasn't that big a deal. But it's a very, very different culture. However, across any cultures, you know, there's some consistencies. There's food, there's family, there's music, there's sports, there's culture. And the, everybody people are people. And if we look at it that way, I don't look at anybody based on, who, you know, what color their skin is, what their religion is, this or that. There's not enough love in the world. <laughs> that's my rule. And anything we can do to bridge the gap of communication or just bringing the world together is a really good thing.
0: Right. So you have pasta. She has kimchi and, and barbecue, right? So you guys.
1: She uh, has kimchi. We don't <laughs> eat meat, but she eats kimchi every day. Oh,
0: delicious and stuff. Uh, I'll ask special. her. She'll be
1: eating k- food, you know, Korean stuff for, uh for breakfast, and I, I said, what's that? She's like, Korean food, and she'll be <laughs> eating it for lunch. I said, what's that? Korean food. Oh, okay. They don't even, a lot of a lot of the dishes, you don't even name any just to call to it Korean is. food. But it's fantastic. Exactly. I love it, and I don't eat that much pasta anymore anyhow, oh, so okay. it does, and now, she's beautiful. a fantastic cook. Oh, too.
0: fantastic. The other thing is, sometimes people talk about psychological even disorders or elevations on certain scales, and say that you kind of want someone that's similar, or matches your style, for example, someone who's a little bit dependent personality with someone who's a little bit uh, mm-hmm. Histrionic, with some, you know, like drama kind of person, you know, like idiosyncrasies. Do you ever see that happening where you see people match in these certain areas that they're a little bit unique in or maybe idiosyncratic in? Them?
1: I think on. I think you mentioned doctor earlier that kind of yin yang is important that there has to be some type of balance right. between partners. I mean, you don't re- I don't think you really want to marry a mirror image of yourself, uh whether uh, physically or psychologically. It's nice to have differences, but again, there's some areas where that you need to share and I think the shared values is something that's incredibly important because listen, if you don't have the same uh perspective on money, one's a spendthrift, doesn't have any money in the bank, the other one uh, you know, you know, is a real saver or an investor or whatever. You, you can be going down the road to some issues there and some conversations that aren't that comfortable. The same thing with sex. If one person's highly sex and the other person isn't, you know, over time, it's going to be like uh, somebody's going to be frustrated one way or the other. and And it's the same thing with with politics. Look at how divisive our country's become with that. I mean, can a Trump and Biden person couple get along, you know, especially now with the with all the lockdowns and everything. And then just really how you treat other people and your and your your relationship to family. Um, you know, that becomes very important also. So I think values, it's what's really is the glue that can keep couples, make couples successful.
0: What do you think of age gap? Do you have an age gap in your relationship? Yes, we do. Like
1: about 16 years.
0: Okay. So, I mean, some people think that's good. Some people don't. And, uh, you know, some women are older and and, uh, younger. So what do you think of that idea? Can that work? The age gap thing?
1: I think, there's not enough love in the world, Doctor, as I mentioned, and uh, whatever works, works. If it works for her, I'm an older guy and like I'm gonna get older faster, so it was okay for her. So I consider myself a lucky man. She's younger than me, she's beautiful. I'm super fortunate, so I'm like, okay, great. I could have married somebody in high school. They'd be the same age as me now. I don't, be, I don't know if I'd be on the same wavelength, frankly, because it's not really chronological, Doctor. I think it's more about your perspective and how you view the world and I think what happens with a lot of us, particularly boomers, is that uh, people get stuck and we just do the same thing and have the same perspective over and over again. And I see that on, on social media, Facebook, whatever people from high school and I'm connected with and their views seem like very, you know, kind of predictable They They don't seem that open and I'm not putting them down. it's not all of them. But it's interesting that, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back and say, hey, I've really done a lot of work on myself. And now uh, it's it's really helping me. And I think the key there is, doctor, and this helps in relationships also, is the first person you need to work on and the first person you need to love is yourself. And if you can't do that, you're going to have a hard time in any relationship.
0: Exactly. Loving yourself, others in a higher nature is our, our mm-hmm. philosophy. Now, I want exactly. to bring in um, my producer, Reggie. Reggie, can you come in here? Reggie's a, right. a, a really cool guy uh but I want to you uh,
2: nice to meet you Robert what should you tell to be a guy's
0: guy now he's never really um had a love of uh, experience or uh, made love or anything like that you know he's a very shy guy uh but we have a, a bet where I would give him a hundred dollars uh, for a date if you could find a woman that's been a couple years and you one Reggie yeah uh, I gave you the hundred dollars but you haven't gone out with her because she's still your friend or that's have true. you gone out with her
2: um uh, actually we're going out the third one to, to after this interview. Third one, yeah. (laughs) High five, man. (laughs)
0: Hey, Reggie, you did it. Hey, the man. Okay, (laughs) so do you went on the romantic date uh, that we talked about.
2: Oh, uh, well, um, for the hundred dollars. The aquarium is closed, so we're going to do something else. We're going to go like somewhere, get something nice, pick up something nice to eat. Uh, Okay, all right.
0: Have you any affection on the date, romance at all? Um, we held hands. Yeah. Okay, holding hands. Okay, Robert, he's he's still still in the friend zone. What can you help him with? Well,
1: I, I don't know. I would ask you that. If you're holding hands, you usually hold hands with your friends. You don't no, hold I hands do with you your not. guy friends, right? <laughs> so the fact that you're having physical contact with her is not a bad thing. Have you had a conversation with her about saying, hey, you know, how do you see us? I'm, 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 into, I'm interested in you. And I want to be honest with you that I have some feelings for you in a, in a very respectful way. And uh, I love being friends with you. I love spending time with you. But I, I'm, I'm actually having some feelings more than that. Have you had that type of conversation?
2: We've had kind of similar conversations, like kind of like at our previous dates. i kind of like, oh, so how'd you like that, you know? And then she like, oh, I like, I had fun, you know, like this or that. And like trying to like see like where she is, like her whole thing is kind of like take it slow, you know? She's not in a rush. She just got out of a relationship this year. And so okay. she's not trying to rush into anything, but I feel like this third one, obviously, it's a third date, you know. And uh... now,
1: did you what did you do uh, like for the dates? Did you like go out to dinner to a movie? I know a lot of things are closed down now, but what how was the date set up? Did you say it's? I don't, I'm not talking about hanging out. It's like did you say, hey, I know you like sushi, so I know this great place. Uh, you know, in West L.A. or something, you want to go. And then you take her there and afterwards say, hey, you want to go to a club or something? Or whatever. Put the lockdown aside. But have you, like, put it in a position where you're wooing her? Because women are going to pick up the signals and say, this guy's interested in me. And if she respects you and she likes you, she's either going to give you the Heisman and say, you know, because no, right not right now. Or she's going to say, let's see how he does. Because a lot of times women, they, they want you to carry the ball. And if you are, you know, don't feel comfortable getting the rock, then uh, you're not going to be on the field. So,
2: so in other words, uh,
0: are these romantic dates or more hangouts?
2: Well, I lead straight up with, do you want to go on a date? Understood that this is a date. And with the hope that it'll become a serious relationship. Yeah, so that's i wouldn't
1: suggest you say that though you didn't say that did right? you
2: yeah yeah just like we're dating
0: okay but what did you do on the date is what he's asking
2: um well we would like well yeah we went to a movie first one we went to a movie okay. and um took her out for that paid for her food okay. we picked up food paid for it okay then second time we went to a park again locked down so we have to right. walk around you know we went out got her food again and this one um we're going to go get food, go to like Buca de Beppo, like
0: really mm-hmm. shot the big bucks okay. for that. Okay, sounds good. All right. right, so you're moving into it, but no kiss yet, no hug. Oh, we hug, yeah. yeah we H- hug, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, have Robert, you moved
1: the- in for a kiss? So, I mean, to me, what you don't want to have happen, and sometimes women will allow you to do this, you keep, you're taking them out and you're kind of hoping and kind of feeling around a little bit. And uh, then they'll let you pay. And, you know, if a woman wants you in the friend zone, she should be splitting it. You know, nowadays women are making money, too. So it should be she should be, uh, you know, making it understood that she's giving you a shot at dating her or you're in the friend zone. Hmm. So. Without saying, you know, you don't want to be too on the nose about how you approach it, but you got to use your own intuition as a guy and say, you know what, is she vibing with me or is she jerking me around or are we friends or what? So you York have to City step style, up. Right? Right. You yeah, have to yeah. step up direct. as a guy and say, <laughs> this is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I have to offer. This is why I think she can fit that. And then if you see over time that she's not fitting that, then say, next. Right.
0: You know, I that's, I mean, a, that's, that's a powerful I, approach. I just, <laughs> Now, I mean, now, what are the three me, things you can do, Robert, for him to make him a guy's guy? Should we shave off the beard? You know, <laughs> get, take the yeah, context.
1: Whatever it's you. You know, you got to be you. You got to be comfortable with who you are. You want to grow your beard down to here? That's cool. Whatever makes you feel the best version of Reggie. But give him three, uh, three
0: tips. Three tips to be a guy's guy in this context. From what he's told you so far, it's kind of like a semi-zone, you know, a little bit dating, but not necessarily that much. What, what would you advise to for Reggie?
1: Right one, I would take a step back and say, do you know who you are do you know what you have to offer do you know what you want from a woman number one two do you have confidence and you like yourself and you're willing to kind of step up and uh three are you making it known to her in a cool but confident way that i'm interested in you okay. and if you're doing that what believe me as i was telling doctor my wife said pay attention that's because women pay way more attention to the little things about us than we do for them. So she knows exactly where you're coming from and she sees you probably kind of like dancing around like, okay, he's here, he's here. And you need something from her. So you have to be willing to step up and say, I'm having a blast. I really like spending time with you. See what she says. If she says nothing, then you're in the friend zone. If she said, I love being friends with you, you're in the friend zone. She says, that's great and puts her arms around you and gives you a big kiss even on the cheek, that's good. If you don't make a move to kiss her, try it out after three dates. And to me, three dates, my thing is sex on the first date. If two adults, that's what they want to do that's wow. up to them you know they're adults no, they, uh, they want to go, go like crazy here? what's going on they want to go <laughs> 10 dates with no sex <laughs> well, why are you laughing, uh, Reggie
2: laughing like, like a hyena Why are you laughing Reggie? well no just that's just so removed from my experience you know just have sex on the first uh, <laughs> You're new york city stuff yeah, yeah no I
0: just, yeah i no it's just how you are and be
1: confident and know that listen if you don't love yourself if you don't have confidence if you don't believe you have something to offer she's not going to be buying into you dude so to me it's like put it out there and say hey i'm interested so at this point. it is but no but i think it's so just self respect it's like you you want to co- be able to let her know that hey listen i'm a man this is who i am i'm interested in you and you don't have to say that but at least let her know through your actions that, you know, hey, I'm I'm digging you. And if you get the vibe, you have to trust your own intuition also because women do that. And if you're getting the vibe like she's just, you know, this is not happening or this is too slow or whatever, then you gotta say, you know, okay, maybe I should date some other women at the same time and see see what the interest level is here. But don't put all your eggs in one basket if you're not getting if you're not getting the love back. Again, point number one. Love yourself. If you don't love yourself, nobody else is going to love you because you made yourself unlovable. If you love yourself, you're going to be exuding that. I mean, I love people more than I ever have. I didn't love them so much before, but I know who they are. We're all connected, there's God in everybody. So how could I not love everybody? I might not want to hang around with everybody. I might not love all the actions of everybody, but there's love there. So I try to find a divinity in every person. If you know what, if a woman doesn't want to date me and she wants to be friends, fine. Thank you for not wasting my time, I'll be your friend. I gotta go because I, there's another woman I want to spend time with over here. And you know, tell her that, but you know, it's just, it's treating yourself with the respect that you deserve. Right. That's so, what so, it is. so
0: thank you, uh, Uncle Robert, right? He gave you great advice. Yeah, thank you very uh, much, Robert. And, and so you're going to step up or am I going to get my 100 bucks back? Is that it? Yeah. All right, Reggie, congratulations. Appreciate <laughs> it, Reggie. Uh, thank you, you. It. appreciate uh, it. I expect a success right? story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Robert, I appreciate you know, that.
1: That, that. That's I figured, that's, you know, we don't have a lot of time here, so I had to, like, give him everything I got. Uh, to I, help it. Him out. I like that, this I like
0: Good that. Good man. Yeah. Well, Robert, it's been great having you on the show. You know, you're very direct. You're very compassionate at the same time. I can tell you you're a spiritual man, a lot of love. And also you got the New York City little bite style, right? Which is kind of fun. So, uh, where can people hear more about you? Do you have any coaching uh, books, things that you do for people well, to know? Well, I have.
1: A, you can start with my novel, and believe me, it's a lot about the male and female relationship template, if you will. There's yes. a, the the main character writes about seven columns in the book about dating. Yes. The name of the book is called "The Guys' Guys' Guide to Love." You can pick it up on Amazon. I have a weekly radio show here in Southern California on KCAA every Wednesday evening. It's called. Guys Guys Radio, my podcast for Guys Guys Radio is worldwide, we're on 25 plus platforms. And you can consume it anywhere where you get your uh, podcasts. And my new YouTube channel is called Guys Guys TV. But just go on to uh, YouTube and go to Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I, and my website where I have 350 plus blog posts about love, sex, power of money, liberty, freedom, everything you can think of when it comes to relationships is on there, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I dot com. And there you can also download three free chapters of the novel.
0: Great. Robert, uh, you're a very good writer. I read some of your stuff. You're kind of detailed in what you write. And you Thank really you. have a passion for this. So again, robertmanny.com. Uh, is that M-A-N-N-I?
1: Yes. Yes. All, all the information's there.
0: Perfect. This is Dr. Alex Abbott. Do, uh, pleasure to have you on the show. And basically, like you said, we need more love in the world. Now, you know, we're, we're struggling a little bit in the world. But with love, anything can be solved. Any solution can come. And to extend loving energy without expectation. That's called the unconditional love that we, we want to see in the world. So, again, Dr. Alex Avi, love you. Until next time, put away your notebooks, your iPads, your phones, and go on and have a loving week with us this week.
1: I agree with you completely. Thank you, doctor. Right, it's
0: been a pleasure. So, uh, we'll be in touch. Maybe we'll have you on the show again. You live locally, I think, right? In the Orange
1: I'm County. in San Diego, so I'd oh, love yeah. to do the show again. Oh, love
0: it. Sounds great. It's been a pleasure. Have a good night. All right, thanks. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. That was a great interview with Robert Manny, a dating relationship expert. The guy's guy. So I guess he said the guy's guy could also be a woman's woman or a gal's gal, but basically someone that has respect, confidence, charm, charisma, but not arrogance. Someone who's loving, who respects other people and themselves, and who loves themselves. If you want to hear more about Love University, be a guest on the show. If you want to meet your soulmate, we're doing some love type matching now where you can send in your information. We can find a compatible soulmate with you based on love types, personality compatibility. You can reach us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. Visit us at loveuniversity.love. Call us at 310-226-8090. You can like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila. Go out and find the soulmate or love the soulmate you're with. Be yourself. Reach out to other people. If you're attracted to someone, if you're interested in them, indicate your, your interest in a positive way, charming way respectful way and give more love to the person you're with and make sure that you can extend energy without expectation until next time this is dr alex avila this is love university